0: podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the world of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Hey, hey, welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Bearded Reality from Halifax in the UK. Super excited to chat with him. He actually reached out to me on Instagram at no.tracers and told me that he listened to his friend Kyle's podcast and wanted to come on the show. And I was like, hell yeah, let's let's do this. Let's chat about your stories. So we're going to be talking about his crazy stories, uh, some injuries that his friends have gotten while exploring. Uh, we're talking about social media, the importance of social media, things that it's done for him, uh, where he would live if he could live in a place for a whole week that he's explored his goal places, things like that. But before we get into the show, there are a few housekeeping things that I got to tell you about. First of all, I have a book out called no tracers and urban explorers diary. It's full of photos and stories from my explorations around the United States. And I would love for you to pick up a copy if you want to do that. Or if you would like to, I don't know, uh, support the podcast even further, you can do so via Patreon. You can support me monthly on patreon.com slash just the letter K. Over there, you will get early access to all of my content. That includes this podcast, my other podcasts, my music, YouTube videos, all kinds of cool stuff. And lastly, I need to thank our partner on this podcast, which is Liquid Death Water. And if you've never heard of Liquid Death Water, don't worry. I've got an ad coming for you in 3, 2, 1. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint. Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter k at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. Alright, so if you want 10% off your order of liquid death water, unfortunately it doesn't ship to the UK or Europe right now, but if you're in America and you like water, you can get 10% off by hitting the link down in the description and using the code just the letter K. Thank you guys for supporting me over on Liquid Death. Without further ado, Bearded Reality, please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience.
1: Yeah, um, I'm Bearded Reality, so I'm a photographer, urban explorer, um, like to travel and do that, really. So that's what I do, um, known on many platforms as Bearded Reality on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all sorts, really.
0: Awesome, so what got you into exploring in the first place? What gave you this
1: bug? Um, I started, like, I went on an explore um, with the missus about 10 years ago, and because she, she was doing some urban explanation um, photos and whatnot, and then about two years ago, I thought um, I wanted something to do. I did my degree in history and I like old buildings, so I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to go film and go check out these places. And then I've just not stopped, really.
0: That's awesome, man. I love that you're like into the history side of things. We'll definitely jump into that more. Um, so tell me about your first. Tell me more about that first exploration you went on.
1: Um, so this was like so 10 years ago. It was Bram House, an old orphanage. And um, the place was amazing. Um, like I said, still a bit destroyed back then, but quite um. How do you say it? Just quite untouched as well. At the same time, a uh, massive place, just beautiful. Um, decay as well. I love decay. Big fan of decay. So like when you have natural decay, nature decay, it's quite amazing to see that. Um, and then I, I still want to go back to this place as well because apparently it's a lot more destroyed now. So obviously, ten years down the line, it's cool to see how a place changes yeah. in that amount of time.
0: Yeah, definitely. There, that reminds me of a. I went to West Virginia, and there was a an abandoned elementary school. And like hmm. all the windows were busted out, so the natural decay was really strong in there. And there was like a, a layer of moss on the ground. It almost looked yeah. like a, like yeah. a football pitch. Uh, it was super cool to see, and I I would love to go back there now. This has been you know four or five years since I went, and I just want to see what it looks like now. And it was in this really small town where the population was like a hundred people, so it was like kind of well, scary, you know. But it was super cool. But yeah, I love the that natural and age decay. Um, I, I
1: do go back to like a few um, places um, just to see how much has changed from like seeing and exploring, and then a year, two years later, uh, having a look. And it's crazy to see how some places can be absolutely destroyed um, through vandalism, decay and, and like roofs falling down. And then other places that still remain eerily untouched, which is uh, crazy to me.
0: Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't even matter what the architectural materials are. Sometimes some of them just fall apart, you know, for for many different reasons, whether it's like water leak erosion through the water getting through the ceiling or, you know, just the foundation crumbles because of time and and age it's so fascinating to see how different buildings react differently to to weather and uh yes i went to
1: um, a care home recently and it's like probably the most water damaged care home i've ever seen just literally as we were exploring it um just water streaming down all the walls everything and it's just literally starting to be flooded and you're like wow that's just crazy to see like this building's only been abandoned for probably three years
0: wow that's nuts
1: I know what what I've noticed is a lot of the more newer modern buildings are getting destroyed a lot quicker than the older ones Mm -hmm. by far, which is crazy to think even because they've been stripped out for copper or just general vandalism as well. The newer buildings don't tend to last in time really.
0: Yeah. Speaking of like copper strippers and metal strippers, uh, what is your opinion on that kind of stuff? And even we could talk about graffiti and vandalism and that kind of thing. Like what's your opinion on people scrapping and and people uh, doing graph in, in these places? I mean,
1: like as far as copper steel, it's stealing regardless of how it is. It leads to like these buildings not being able to be reused, mm-hmm. uh, more work, more cost as well. Which I mean, that would probably put people like me out of business in a sense of like what I do. But it's also nice to see some of these buildings getting reused, repurposed, um, not destroyed because eventually a lot of places just get destroyed. Yeah, completely. yeah, completely. They'll knock them down because it's cheaper to do that. But. At the same time, like I'm a big fan of graffiti. I've I've said this quite a few times in a lot of my like videos. When I love proper graffiti, like where you can see like an artist has taken time, uh, not just like people scrolling the names on walls and things like that, where they've actually taken and added something to the place itself.
0: Yeah, I feel it's, the same. It's way. still an art form. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Especially if it's done properly, you know. Like I yeah. definitely have an appreciation for it. There was a a sugar mill that I explored recently in Colorado, and they there were like the big uh heat vats and basically they spray painted all the pac-man ghosts and pac-man on these giant heat vats and it was like it was so cool to just see that kind of art being used like they transformed the building into like an art piece you know super cool
1: well, that's what we like. We've got like, um, now where I live in Halifax, there's a whole, like probably about 18 buildings. I call it a graffiti village. Everything's been tagged, all different arts, like art being done. And everything like, that. it's amazing to see this and like people going back constantly doing the work on the place.
0: Yeah. And, uh, for you, when did photography come into play and like the YouTube stuff, was it immediately or was it after like a couple explorations?
1: Uh, photography straight away. I've always been taking photos. Um, but like the YouTube stuff, I started in February. I was like um, to my one of my friends, "Let's go and explore this place. We'll film it, um, check it out." And this was the big college where I live in my town because uh, it's been in the papers a lot, and like a lot of people are really unhappy with the building, the state of the building. I was like, "Oh, cool. Let's go check it out and have like a creepy explore." Uh, and then I would, I just kept going. Really, that's about it with that, and just enjoying sharing uh, what I do with everybody.
0: Yeah. And talk a little bit more about social media. What's it done for you as an explorer? Have you been able to create create and connect with other explorers through it?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I so said, there's loads of, I know, I know loads of explorers, uh, loads of people that I can consider friends now. We're always constantly trading places, uh, working together, uh, going on explorers. So I, like you you had Kyle on your podcast, and this is why I got in touch because he, he comes on at quite a few explores with me. Um, and then I explore. Like, I used to do it mainly solo. Um, but I enjoy exploring with other people as well. So for me, I can pick or choose if I want to go out with people. But then I think it's a lot more fun because you get to share that experience with other people as well and it comes across very well on film.
0: Yeah, and if you guys listening, if you haven't listened to the episode with Kyle, you should go check it out. It's definitely a very, very entertaining episode. And thank you for yeah, reaching I, out. I, you know? I,
1: I, enjoy, I enjoyed playing Kyle's episode and that. I was like, ah. Oh. And then he mentioned he was obviously just a solo one. I'm like, you want to about me? You come out with me quite <laughs> a <bit." laughs>
0: <laughs> love it. I love it. Little banter there. Um, and do you have gear recommendations? Like what kind of gear are you working with? What camera are you using? Do you um, have like any recommendations for people?
1: I'm, I mean I'm I'm constantly upgrading. And um, what I've noticed now is I prefer to be more mobile. Um, so I've kind of like started to go with light units. So I use like for my photos now, instead of taking the DSLR, Canon 7D and the Mrs. 6D, I use the now Galaxy S20 Ultra, which is amazing for photos. Um, Maybe not worth the money, but like like, if you you drop it, but it's a great camera phone as well. Um, I don't use that to film with. I use the GoPro 9 now. Uh, Moved from GoPro 7, the Acaso, GoPro 8. Uh, The 9 is amazing uh, when it works properly. (laughs) <laughs> and it brings, well, I've been having issues Like a lot of my Explores have been like Well, they're not very good at the moment Just because of some firmware updates I think now mm. I'm recording in 5K wow. uh, Which seems to be coming across very smoothly, smoothly and better So I'm happy to see how that goes
0: Great But no, yeah, the nine, is,
1: the 9 is amazing Especially that it's on deal as well
0: yeah, I'm gonna have to upgrade now. I have the eight currently, but I've been hearing good things about the nine, so I'm probably gonna
1: upgrade. Myself. Well, in, in terms of upgrading, I'd like I'd say they've got a new update coming like in the next week or so. So hopefully that fixes a lot of issues because uh, a lot of people have been reporting overheating bugs and other things. I've been mm-hmm. fine until the recent update, um, and then obviously now I've switched to five K. It's, it's the footage looks amazing, and I need to go over and process everything. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what like it's gonna happen with it. But the camera itself, as long as they continually work on it, it's going to be an amazing piece. You won't need to upgrade for years.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm super excited to get one, get my hands on one of those. Um, what other gear are you using, like backpack recommendations or shoes or anything like that?
1: Um, I use generally safety shoes just because I'm usually – I'm a climber, so I'll climb into everything. Uh, other people don't climb a lot as much as me, so if there's a ladder, if there's a roof or something, off I go and I'm looking for ways in. Uh, so I always have a good um, pair of shoes. Safety shoes, I prefer. Obviously, they're heavier, though. Um, Bag-wise, a, bag, a bag's a bag, in my opinion. doesn't matter what you use, as long as you can fit everything in it. I use a big inspection torch, um, known for that, um, which just lights up everything. It's amazing. Love my torch. Um, got a couple of spare torches as well, in case I've run out of light, because that's never what you want, especially if you go out and night. Yeah. And that's about it, really. Like I said, I downgraded um, to go more mobile, but that's what I'm using at the moment. I don't really use much else now because that's all I need.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely at the point where I want to downgrade as well and and bring less stuff. I used to carry, like, three camera lenses and, like, all this shit, and I'm just like, I don't – I'm too small to carry all this.
1: That was the biggest thing for me. It was just weighing me down. And, like, Mm -hmm. I I remember I was actually on an Explorer with Kyle, and I jumped over a fence, and because my bag was so heavy, it flew me up in the air and slammed me down on my ankles (laughs) and on my back. And I was like, oh, my God, I could have just destroyed everything. And that's, like, a grand 500 down the drain. So that's why I was like, I need to make sure I'm not so heavy. I can escape and do whatever, make sure I'm mobile instead of having all this stuff weighing me down.
0: Yep, definitely. I'm right there with you. And speaking of like, you know, that instance, do you have any urban exploration injury stories?
1: Uh, Me personally, not so much. I'm generally quite lucky. I'm usually looking out for other people, making sure like I'm talking people through climbs, uh, what people are doing, what I make sure that they're safe, um, especially if they're newer to the scene. Uh, like for example, I've fallen through a roof um, once on a theatre explore, and they're dangling midway through. And like my friend is approaching me, and I'm like, "Oh, please stop, stop coming towards me! You're going to cave us all in." It's like, "Oh no, I'll get you out, I'll get you out." No, no, stay there, stay. Do not approach me. I will get myself out of this situation. Otherwise, we're both going under. But then, like I've gone to some places where like the and I don't like old wood, you can tell when something's rotten, yeah. but we've um we went over these boards, and this last I was exploring with um, essentially, she fell uh, and she was sinking, so I told her, don't panic, and I ripped her out of the situation, uh, got her out to safety um a really bad one was um another friend of mine we were doing exploring Bradford, um and I went over this um kind of like dolly you know like a trolley yeah uh, he didn't spot me and he went left and literally collapsed through the ceiling three floor drop and wow. he's luckily landed on like a light underneath so i'm like all i hear is a massive scream i come running over assess the situation and he's there going oh take my take my phone take my camera and like shut up Like, don't move, don't move. And then, like, I'm not the biggest guy, but ripped him off out of the situation. They're all covered in mud. No fatal injuries or no, like, really bad hospital injuries. But it does highlight how dangerous things can be, especially if you're not paying attention or if you're not aware of your surroundings
0: yeah definitely and it what we do isn't the safest thing you know like we we put ourselves in these risky situations to for the glory of exploring and for the glory of photography you know we we are obsessed with this and i think that's why we do it despite those risks
1: i think like because i'm an adult now i take my own risks but i've noticed now i'm getting more riskier and riskier just because i'm more comfortable yeah. Whereas like for other people, I recommend staying to just like, you know, ground explores and things that, you know, are not dangerous, like overly dangerous, because at the end of the day, there's there's, there's tales around here where people are falling through roofs, kids falling through roofs and whatnot, killing, like dying, uh, just like crazy things happening like that. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, number one. It's not a kid's hobby, it's not a kid's thing. So kids, I mean, I know they like to copy a lot of YouTubers and whatnot, but it's not safe. And you need to know what you're doing, make sure you're preparing yourself properly, regardless of what you um, think is gonna happen. Be prepared for, to meet smack crackheads, crack uh, not the most savory of people, be prepared to get angry people, police, all sorts. It's how it works really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And tell me about your scariest exploration.
1: Um, I mean, like, scariest ways, I, I mean, I'm quite jumpy, as it is. Um, that's why I probably prefer going off with other people now. But, like, obviously, when you hear, like, noises in the dark and you're on your own in, like, a hospital or something, you're like, what's, what's that noise? What's that noise? And then you go and investigate. We, I just went to Fenton recently, and I'm, I'm telling everybody, there's a light up in this building. And they're like, what do you mean, no, it's, not. it's, just, a, it's just a lamp. No, no, there's definitely a lot of us, but I, I, we go in. Let's go and investigate. Why not? We go in, go into the door, big metal clanning. Okay, okay, what's that? I told you somebody's in here. Carries on, we leave. Uh, we continue the explore, and then somebody proceeded to stalk us around the entire complex, closing windows, making noises, and we're like, this is not good at all. And there's other instances, like I said, I kind of like believe more in like ghostly things now, I suppose, after doing all these things only a bit though but i've been like to some creepy places where something's been following us around the entire building um messing with the pigeons doors slamming behind us people falling over and stuff and you're like okay i won't go back here again (laughs) um and then obviously just meeting like we went to one property and not a good area but it's been like overtaken with like obviously Smackheads, we're going in and then suddenly two people appear at the window and I'm like somebody's there everyone's like nah there's nobody there there is there's somebody there above me I can see his face at the window with a hockey stick and they're like oh let's go and approach him let's go see him like they're not gonna let us in oh can we come in no all right (laughs) (laughs) like like, obviously I'm, I'm quite respectful when I explore so if somebody tells you to go um you just leave no point in causing hassle there's plenty of places to explore
0: Exactly, exactly. And uh, what about your favorite exploration
1: to date? Um, I've done so many, like I've literally done so many now. Like um, I I do personally like a lot of the old mansions. Farmhouses I'm in love with at the moment. The feel of farmhouses and the history behind them is quite crazy. Uh, Plus a lot of them are quite untouched considering uh, how remote they are as well. I think Mm. that's something that saves a lot of these properties. I do like the mills as well. I've done a lot of mills because um, I come from a textile town. So it's interesting to do a lot of like the historical places in my town because of what you know like, it's known for. Definitely. Um, I've just gone to the Duke of Lancaster and working my way on to doing the 6th, which is a massive abandoned boat, if you don't know that. Um, which was I think it was like, not scuppered but like beached 1956 or something uh, and then they're on about turning into like a, a live zombie live escape place or, or something a fun oh, ship wow. but their place is absolutely amazing so I'm working on um, my way on there it's got on-site security it's got all sorts and I need to I figured out how I'm going to climb on board and do all this and knowing that I'm going to get caught, but the explore is <laughs> going to be worth it.
0: <laughs> For sure. I love that you're going to do it despite that. So well, yeah. s- since you're a history buff, do you have a a couple places with your favorite history or some like crazy history that you can share?
1: Um, I mean, so there's got the Storff's Hall Asylum, which unfortunately they knocked down before I could explore it properly. There's the one main infirmary building still there with a the big bell tower We've just started converting it. Um, lots of tales of like ghostly experiences, all sorts around there. And I recently discovered two houses on the site there as well, which nobody really knew about, or from the area they knew about. But uh, I went and did those, and I got into the papers for those. But like the whole place, they're like 30, 40 years old, uh, and just like I went into one bit, and I can hear somebody upstairs. It's been like turned into like a proper sesh then, and you're like, what? And then, like obviously, Nazi symbols everywhere, and all this mm. weird graffiti and old papers. We, we went to recently this um, farmhouse. It's called the Widow Soldiers Farmhouse. Um, so, like all the stuff when I went had been pretty much removed. Like all the like so for some reason, a lot of people taking like the photos of like the families and stuff like that, which I don't get why. Yeah. Um, which which is a shame because it really adds to a place. Yeah. But apparently it's this um, a, a, This soldier died uh, and left his widow in this property. But when we went there, uh, we noticed, obviously, we found a lot of the postcards, a lot of things like that I went like, oh, well, so we can read the postcards, see what's going on. Uh, and then we found the big scythe, you know, the thing yeah. that used to cut the field. And we're like, oh, there we go. And then behind the wall, <laughs> we found these stairs um, that had been like, basically the wall had been smashed. And it's these stairs leading down to this creepy basement with a pitchfork and a shoe. And then all these old papers leading to killings and, other things, and we're like, what's going on here? This is suddenly changed. Whoa. We have somewhere above us, and we're like, oh, here we, here we go. This is not good. <laughs> um, and there's only me and another person, and we're like, okay, here we go. We're, really weird places, but definitely enjoyable. But what, one thing I'm liking about the like, Explore, usually I find the history, unless I know local history stories about them, afterwards, and I'll research a place, add something to the titles of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool to see... Um, like other people's explores on these places and see how places are changed over time.
0: Oh, definitely. There was a, in Canada, I explored this place called century manor and it was basically impossible to get into. But recently Mm. somebody like broke the door in or, you know, got found a way in. And so I finally got to see what it looks like inside and it was completely pitch black. It's an old asylum and like, yeah, super creepy. And I was like, I definitely don't want to go in there. (laughs) Like, I'm glad I stayed outside. Like so creepy.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. Like I'm always waiting for places to open up, or I'm yeah. looking. Like obviously, people breaking in them. I don't like. That's not good. You shouldn't do that anyway. But when it does, I will go and take my chance, <laughs> or I'm looking for ways in myself. Yeah, for sure. But there's some places with such weird backstories, um, especially like um, I think in the UK. UK is quite unique in a way because each area has its own thing so like i said my place is mills and textiles the further up north you go you got more mines um further down south you go it's more docks and like those kind of explores Mm. so there's like these unique things that you can basically go to an area and then obviously see differences between your area and other places in the country that's
0: awesome. I love that. Over here in America, it's just we have random shit scattered all over the place.
1: So it's yeah, kind of You cool. guys have got some like really amazing locations.
0: Oh, for sure. 100%. I mean, we've got theme parks, like water parks. Oh, our,
1: theme, our theme park's going now. We had a load of theme parks, and then you got Camelot, which I did. Ooh. um And they've just started destroying that now with one famous one. Yeah. I love doing the theme parks.
0: My thing is like, my favorites are theme parks, asylums, and uh, I love old churches. Those
1: are, those are my favorites. Yeah. The churches are quite unique. I like those.
0: Yeah. I think over in the UK and and Europe, you guys have a lot more unique churches, like older churches as well, just because they've been around longer and the architecture is totally different. So like, I I hope to, uh, my band, Matriarchs, we just got booked for a show in Belgium, so whenever we head over there, I'm going to try to explore some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, I went to Berlin, I was going to do a bunch of explores, I didn't end up doing it because I got lost in, like, this ghetto somewhere. But I'm planning um, to do Germany, definitely doing Chernobyl, um, hopefully Mm -hmm. this year. Um, I definitely want to hit France as well and a few other places because, like each, like I said, each country has its own things. One of my top places that I do want to do though is Hungary, like Transylvania, and do all the castles. I'm a a sucker for castles Um, and the villages, the abandoned villages. So that's what I'm definitely looking forward to.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, I was supposed to go to Turkey last month, and unfortunately, the client ended up like with COVID, so it got canceled. But there's like a a whole town there that it was like a. Millionaire's town, and like all the houses look the same, and they were like they basically built this whole town of properties, and then like everybody just pulled out last minute for whatever reason. Like oh yeah, I've, seen, I've heard about like these that. kind of places. Yeah, it's um, so weird, fucking
1: crazy, so crazy. There's like over in America, though, like there's this place. I read I read about this place. This guy basically bought a town or something like that, and he's been finding bodies and stuff. What? But it's oh. like, yeah, no, do you not know about this? Like, he's, he's been going through the mines and like chatting these mines and all sorts of weird things. Um, you definitely should look into that, though, because if you yeah. can get like, a permission visit off that, because it's one, it's one person that lives in this whole town, uh, which he's building up, and he's just chatting everything. I think he was looking for gold or something. I can't remember what the story was, but it's crazy, though. So stuff like that is something that I'd love to do
0: yeah absolutely like one day i hope to open a urban exploration museum i think that would be super cool you know and just have all these artifacts from these different places and like plaques Mm. with like what where they came from and the story behind them that's a huge goal of mine down the line maybe in like five years i'll open one of those up but um so you talked about your goal places you talked about chernobyl um are you planning on going the public route or are you trying to go like the private route through the the forest and like all that stuff
1: um I'll probably, my, my idea is is probably to do like an extreme kind of tour thing, just because for the first go, the people that go there, they know what they're talking about, safety, it's always about safety, because I yeah. hope to come back from my explores, that's the main True. thing, um, so get a couple of people to go with me, go for like five days, so it's like one of the proper things, go off the route as well, hide from the military, that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and go off to the places that you don't generally see, as well as the places that you do. Plus, it's like a little... I think it's like a hotel or motel there as well where you can charge your gear and get sorted. Yeah. So that would be my plan to do it that way. A little bit expensive, but definitely worth it. Especially because, like, the thing about the... um, like the guides there if you get the right ones they are explorers themselves that's what they do that's how they've made a business out of it Mm -hmm. so you've got somebody that can talk you through the area give you the equipment and take you to the places that you really want to see instead of just being lost in the forest for a couple of days
0: yeah in the middle
1: of nowhere because you gotta remember like Pripyat itself and like Chernobyl the area is massive it's not just a a simple kind of oh here's an abandoned village with like a hundred locations it's it's just continuous continuous and then if you bump into the military somewhere and you don't know what you're saying you can't speak the language for one thing um it's that kind of thing so i think that's the wiser route to do it second yeah. time if i go though that's when i'd go by myself or with someone else i wouldn't take a guide
0: yeah love it love it love it um if you could live in one place you've explored for a week which one would it be
1: um Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't. Know. I've been to so many places. Like, it's ridiculous. Where would I where would I live? Um I, Oh and I and I do know actually. My favourite location is Dalton Grange. It's um it's basically it's in my town. It's this old wedding venue. Um I've s i have went last year and we couldn't get in at the time. Because um, this is like notoriously I, th- I think Kyle mentioned this one about basically we we got in finally after a year and a half of me checking the area out we got in through the roof uh we were exploring the area we had about five minutes in the location and then down the stairs and um, we just hear somebody shouting and then trying to bust through the door oh so yeah i got that on video yeah we were like right we've got to get out running through the darkness hiding in the woods um a notorious place to get into because of the basically it's owned by a chemical plant sergenta that's the company um, and they wanted to knock it down, uh, turn it into a car park. Big local uproar about it. Mm. Uh, but it's actually like a lovely building, like a fantastic building. Wow. Um, so that's a place that I would, like, you know, if they ever just said, "Here, here's the keys, off you go, I would spend my life doing that place up. Love it. History-wise, again, I don't even really know. I'd pick a castle somewhere. Not that I've explored yet, but I'd definitely go and pick a castle, go yeah. chat everything, I think
0: that would be awesome and what's the farthest that you've traveled to explore something
1: um i went and did greece and the uh, corfu so i did the abandoned village there i think kyle was mentioning that mm. um which was really good i really enjoyed that um because i love like just being like left in a location just that open where you can just look around and check up and count. for sure uh, i went and did um the old fortress there as well but like i said i'm planning to travel quite far because like, i think like at the start of last year i was planning on going to china uh, to go do some work there and then that didn't obviously fell through mm-hmm. because of covid and things right uh, so that was the plan back then because i was looking for work to do that uh, but that would have been amazing because i love um asian history and like the locations there are second to none especially like some like if you go into like a forest somewhere and you see like just the the state of the buildings most of them are untouched it's crazy wow That sounds awesome. Um, Definitely Fukushima. That's definitely on my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been talking about this for quite a while, uh, only because, unlike obviously, it's newer than Chernobyl. um, More dangerous, more radioactive, which is fun. But um, (laughs) it's definitely a different kind of field, a different kind of explore. Number one, because you know that everybody just literally up and left, and that's it. Mm -hmm. left their lives as they are and I think that's something that hits a different note to just general explore like explores where people somebody's died or like you know I mean like these people like Chernobyl had to told to get out get your stuff get out and off you go and just left their lives which is quite amazing
0: yeah it is very very interesting those kind of situations and they literally leave everything behind and Mm -hmm. and most of that stuff is still just sitting there you know yeah food on the plates it's that kind of thing yeah yeah it's so crazy, and then uh, my last question for you is: What is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring?
1: Um, I don't know. I've always been pretty safe and like to, to not be so jumpy, to remain calm. Um, I think that transfers over in my footage now that I'm. I still get a bit jumpy and whatnot, but like assess your situation a bit more. Don't just up and run. Uh, always be more like aware. So I tend to like, like I'll usually fall over uh, while doing the most stupid mundane thing. <laughs> but then I'm very hyper alert when I'm climbing something or doing something. But like, um, just be confident in what you're doing Um make friends for one thing. It's, it's always good to have, have you back, have someone have you back Um but that's it, really. And it's not all about, like, some people, like, in the urban community, especially in the UK, could can be a bit funny. But it's, at the end of the day, it's about exploring, enjoying your surroundings, the locations, your love of exploring. Uh, so don't care about people kicking off with you. If you do YouTube, you do YouTube. You take photos, you take photos. It's, it is what it is. It's, you're, like, you got to have the passion to do that in the first place if that's something that you enjoy.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't care what other people think. It's what you think about what you do in the end of the day.
0: Yeah, don't let the assholes on Facebook groups get to you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But like, that's the point though. Like, yeah. a lot of people like will kick off with people over stupid things, and it's right. like I like to encourage other people to explore. If like, for example, in my videos, I usually name a location or put like the general info. But when somebody asks me, "Oh, where's this?" I'm like, "Well, all the relevant information is there. Please don't ask me unless you know me, properly. Yeah. Don't just ask whipping, do a little bit of research, have a little look. because um, that's what it's about. You'll find like I've found like we've gone to like Wales recently, um, all these places that we planned to go and you couldn't get into quite a few of them. Mm. But then we've got our eyes open on the road and we found some of these amazing locations that are just we weren't even looking at. And you're like, Wow, this is actually better than what we thought. So always have your eyes open, always just be aware of what you see and just be careful. That's the main thing. Cool.
0: And uh, one more time for people, if they want to follow your journey, where can they find you online?
1: Uh, so, uh, like I said, bearded reality. I'm on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, probably other platforms. Um, you'll if you if you search bearded reality, that's that's me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I'm on basically.
0: All right, guys, that was my podcast with bearded reality. Thank you so much for reaching out to me on Instagram and letting me know that you had some interest in coming on the podcast. I love when people reach out. That's my literally my favorite part of this podcast is having people reach out and say, yo, I got some stories I want to share on your podcast. That's that's awesome. So if you want to come on the podcast, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram. I would love to get you on the show. And if you liked this episode of No Tracers, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback and then take a screenshot of it and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. And I will actually send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that I have explored as a way of saying thank you. All right, guys, I will talk to you again next week for another episode of the No Tracers podcast. My name is K, just the letter K. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.